0: Not many things in Congress draw bipartisan support, but a landmark government transparency law did— the Foundation for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act and its companion, Open Data Act, certainly did. But the laws enacted in January ask a lot of federal agencies. Now, the Data Foundation has published some detailed advice for agencies. Joining me with some of the highlights, former White House Controller Dave Mater. Dave, good to have you back.
1: Good to be back. Thank you, Tom.
0: And one of the most well-known aspects of these laws is the requirement that agencies appoint chief data officers. But from reading the report and from following this, it sounds like that's really only the first thing you should do. And a chief data officer without some kind of a framework and plan for using data can't be all that effective.
1: Right. And I think, I think Tom, it's important to, um, to step back maybe a little bit in, in history and, and talk about how we got to where we are with, with this most recent piece of legislation. I mean, for me, I almost go back to 1966 to the you know, the Freedom of Information Act, and then, you know, in subsequent administrations of both parties, we've seen, you know, more and more emphasis on transparency and the better use of data. And I think when you couple that desire on the part of the Congress and the administration for transparency and better use of data, and you couple that with the, you know, advances in technology and software, uh, we're at a point now with the Passages Act that I think, the creation of the chief data officer allows this position over time to start leveraging that technology and leveraging the data that is, you know, basically locked in silos across bureaus and departments allows them to bring that data to the forefront to better manage their mission and, and as importantly, to provide that continued transparency to the Congress and, and to citizens around how is the government using the data. There's also, uh, and we've seen good examples of this, where government data can be you know, leveraged into the private sector, Weather service is a good example of how government data, once you unlock it, really could be uh, a stimulus for the private sector as well as efficiency and effectiveness in operating the government.
0: And throughout the report, there's a lot of detail about implementation, and there are specific statutory requirements that agencies have to do. What's your sense of how well they are implementing the statutory requirements so that they can get to that goodness of transparency and evidence-based policymaking?
1: My experience, as you recall, back in uh, the Obama administration when I arrived in the summer of 2014, the president in May of that year had just signed the uh, the Data Act, and, you know, we had statutory dates on when certain things were supposed to be done. This particular legislation has those same aggressive dates. You know, I think a good number of the agencies that are covered by this legislation have either identified permanent uh, data officers or they have put people in an acting basis. That, I think, is the first step. Another critical step is starting to do the inventories within a particular department and within, you know, agencies and bureaus within the department and then creating, you know, the chief data officer council, which, you know, my experience at OMB with the CFO council is a great way to share best practices and for the insurance that the application of the legislation will be consistent, you know, across the, you know, the, let's say, the 24 CFO Act agencies. So I think the establishment of the position, the creation of the inventories, and the council are, I think, the the three most critical. How do we get started? You know, recognizing that this is a journey and this is going to take a couple of years.
0: And as the inventories imply, you can't really use your data well until you know what it is and then get it cleaned up. And that's where the chief data officer can help. But it seems like you need almost all of the program managers to really be involved here to make sure that the inventories are complete.
1: I think, Tom, you touched on a very important point. When I think about the creation of the chief data officer, I see them as um, an individual who is going to work more on the mission side than on the support side. I think, you know, whether it's the chief human capital officer or the CFO, you know, they have data sets. And I think the emphasis of this legislation is how do I unlock the data on the mission side? How do I share data you know across departments, between bureaus, with the public, with the Congress in a more efficient and effective way? So I see that. That CDO is somebody who is going to be spending, to your point, much of their time with the mission side of organizations.
0: We're speaking with Dave Mater, former controller at the Office of Management and Budget and now with Deloitte. And what about the IT function, the CIO and the CTOs? Do they have an important role in this implementation?
1: They have They have a very critical role because, as I mentioned early on, we're able to do what we can do now with data because of the advances in technology and you know hardware software moving to the cloud artificial intelligence RPA all of those tools which come within the purview of the CIO and CTO are very critical enablers to the CDO for he or she to be able to do their job effectively.
0: And one of your recommendations in this latest report, agencies should establish cross-agency data governance processes to work across silos. I guess that's a way of saying that so many programs involve data from more than one agency. That's really got to be tightened up. And so is that something that the council can maybe have an important role in?
1: I I think the council will play an important role in looking between departments and ensuring that there is that transportability of data, data sets to help enhance the operation of, of all those departments, but also recognizing, Tom, that there are perhaps regulatory changes that need to be made by the administration around sharing data, and also legislative changes that may need to be made. And again, I think having having the council sort of take this enterprise view of how to better use data to put together where required legislative packages that could demonstrate, like, if we need to change this law in order for you and I to share data sets and here's what the outcome will be. I think having that council look at that across the breadth of the government will be the most effective way of getting the Congress to understand what they can do to help with the implementation of this legislation as well.
0: Now the Chief Data Officer Council dissolves under the law in 2025. Does that mean the CDOs go away, or those are something permanent?
1: No, I, you know, the CDOs are are something permanent, and, and I think having uh, a sunset on the council is 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 a good approach because I think you know five years from now we could ask ourselves, you know, do you actually need to have that council? You know, I would suspect the answer may be yes, uh, but I think causing the administration at the time to step back and say, do I need to continue on this path? Or, you know, do I need to, you know, extend the council's life for another five or 10 years? But to your point, I think the CDOs are are here to stay, and they're critical now both in the efficiency and effectiveness internally, but also you touched on the earlier point on evidence-based policymaking in being able to have the administration bring data to demonstrate to its constituencies and to the Congress the effect of the investments that they're making uh, each and every day in their programs.
0: And on the effective management day-to-day through better use of data as opposed to the purely policy-making side, what about getting some of the program people up to speed on how to use data more effectively in looking at their programs and making sure that under existing policy they're working as they should.
1: I think we're seeing. I think we're seeing over the last couple of years, um, especially with uh, AI and and some of the machine learning, that individuals that are in particular mission programs are starting to understand the power of those tools. And and again, that's where the CTO, the CIO, and importantly the CISO too, in protecting the data. Um, play a key role with the CDO in the implementation of this legislation.
0: Yeah, that's an important point, because in this effort to inventory and, I presume, clean up and rationalize uh, and normalize all of your data sets, that's the only way you can have effective artificial intelligence, because if you feed AI bad data, then you get artificial stupidity.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, you know, the sort of the old saying of garbage in, garbage out applies here as well. We want to be sure, and that's why One of those first steps is how do I identify and improve the quality of the data before I start actually sharing it and then using it you know either in machine learning or artificial intelligence.
0: Dave Mater is former controller at the Office of Management and Budget now with Deloitte as always thanks so
1: much. Thank you very much Tom. Have a good day.
0: We'll post this interview along with a link to the Data Foundation report at federalnewsnetwork.com/federaldrive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here.